everyone. Welcome back to another Colton Corner Lafayette's Interfaith Podcast. My name is Lisa Green. I'm the Interfaith Fellow and the President of Hillel Society here on campus. And I'm so overjoyed to be joined by one of my best friends, my roommate, Anna G. Felice. Hi, Anna. Hello. How's it going, Lisa? And before we dive in, do you think you could tell me a little bit just about you overall, um, your major, your year, things you're involved in on campus? Mm-hmm. So I'm from Easton, PA, so I'm pretty local. I'm a sophomore chemical engineering major. Uh, some things I'm involved in include, let's see, Alpha Phi Omega, uh, also the Society of Environmental Engineers and Scientists, as well as her campus and Ultimate Frisbee. Wonderful. Um, yeah, and, uh, and before we officially start, thanks so much for being here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I divulge that we're just in our living room? Yeah, totally. <laughs> just, usually, usually I'm in Skillman Podcast Studio, but I figured you know this this makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> I, I yeah, but uh, but thanks for for chatting with me. Yes, of course, uh, Lisa. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so on that note. Um, on the note of religion, faith, spirituality, mm-hmm. what would you say your religious tradition is? Okay, so I'm adopted, and I was adopted into like an Italian-American family, so we're Catholic. Um, so I was raised Catholic. Um, currently, I'd say I'm a bad Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> like, I still believe in a lot of um, Catholic traditions. Mm-hmm. Or you could say yeah, I'm a Christmas Catholic. I feel like I'd only go into church maybe because yeah. of Christmas. I think it's hard now because of COVID. And, right. um, and being at school. Yeah, and yeah. being at school. Mm-hmm. Of course. No, that makes sense. Well, so let's wind back to the beginning. What are kind of your first memories of religion? Right. Like Catholicism. Right. So yeah. some of my first memories, I don't know why, but I feel like especially – I can only speak from a Catholic perspective. Yeah, but of course. In Sunday school, it seems like children, or when I was a child at least, I believed in the faith a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, so my earliest memory is actually being in CCD mm-hmm. and just learning and memorizing prayers and just right. talking about the Bible. And, of course, they'd always, like, encourage us. They'd be like, hey, if you answer a question you'll get a marble and I was like okay I'll answer questions yeah (laughs) they had to low-key bribe us a little bit to participate (laughs) but why did you want a marble that bad because I was six (laughs) and I wanted a marble that's so funny Mm -hmm. but it's and I also have my next memories from it is like the milestones in Catholicism which is you know like um first reconciliation first Eucharist um so I remember a little bit of that what was that like? Um, it wasn't bad. Um, it, I remember it being very special. Um, so the church I went to for first reconciliation, they did this thing where like it was a nice little program. You'd go in, you'd talk to Father, um, and you'd be like, hey, I did all these bad things. Hey. And then they'd be like, oh, you're, you're relieved of your sins. Yeah. And then you would come out, and then you'd throw a rock into this base. Oh, this is actually a very vivid memory of mine. Wow. So here I am after having reconciled for the first time, and my CCD teacher was like, throw this rock into the space to <laughs> represent your sins being, like, wow. like released. Did um, it feel good? It felt, 
I felt good, but here's the funny part. Yeah. So me being, I think, this happens like third, fourth grade. So I think, what was that, like 10, 10, 11? Anyways, I brought a huge rock. And then she was like, yeah, throw it as hard as you can. So I did, and I broke the vase. No! See, that's what I was wondering. I was like, that's a rock. It's yeah. glass. Like, oh, well, it wasn't all. glass. It was ceramic. But I, Oh, <laughs> wow. Goodness. That's powerful. I broke the vase. <laughs> you broke the vase. With my sins. <laughs> so powerful. <laughs> Chuck all the sins. Yeah, <laughs> really. Man. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. So did you kind of, do you remember... Like talking about that experience, do you remember kind of role models around um, around the church, around faith, growing mm. up? Um, growing up, I think my role model was definitely my mom because yeah. she took me to church every week. Um, but even then, she wasn't that that Catholic because she's. She, I guess I could say this: she's a Democrat, and yeah. she doesn't necessarily believe with the Catholic yeah. uh, views. Uh, and I we also talk don't politics believe... on this podcast. <laughs> don't shy away. Yeah, <laughs> I also don't entirely believe in um, the church's views. Yeah, of so course. that that was a struggle. But anyways, role models. So my mom, and then we have this family friend named Dolores, mm. who um, has been my mom's friend probably since she was in her thirties. She's now in her fifties. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> but, oh. but she's been around for like my whole life, and she. Oh. She's very Catholic. She she prays a lot. She I'm trying to think of like a good example. Like for one of my birthdays, she gave me a cross and I still wear that oh, cross wow. necklace like pretty often. That's really cool. And yeah, and then when we would go out to dinner with Dolores, we would always say our like pre-meal prayer. Uh, but you didn't say it at home. No, not at home. Oh, like gosh. the only time I'd ever say the pre uh the meal prayer was with Dolores. Yeah. So that's kind of special in that way. Do you know why, if your mom kind of had her, I don't know, her disagreements with the church, do you know why she was so dedicated to going every week? Mm, I think she believed a lot in its teachings. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. She likes to hear the gospel. She likes to have, but she likes to have her own interpretation of it. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, makes it um, relevant for her. Mainly, <laughs> if you ever talk <laughs> politics with my mom, look out because she can get very heated. <laughs> but the main issue, of course, nowadays with the Catholic Church is um, uh, pro-choice versus well, it's pro-life versus pro-choice, and of course, church is pro-life. Uh, my mom mm-hmm. does not agree. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I think that's actually talking a little bit about politics and the church, I think that's why the Catholic Church is dying, is because they're not necessarily adapting. keeping up with the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot of Catholics who kind of agree with those teachings, mm. but also, you know, the Pope is a little more progressive. Yes, a little more we, love Pope Francis. <laughs> we love Pope, Pope Francis. Francis. We love Pope Francis. And, and President Biden, you know. Pretty, oh, right. Yeah. Um, so oh, that was another thing my mom went off about. <laughs> <laughs> She could not see why the Catholic Church would would support Donald Trump, who has so many sexual allegations, who right. holds the Bible upside down. Adultery. <laughs> Adultery. Yeah. yeah. Versus Biden, who would go to church literally every weekend. Yeah. It just, it's just sad it's that... Family man. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Good values. I don't... It's just sad that... Um, she just thinks that... My mom thinks it's sad that the church has been become so pro-life that they can't just 
because they would tell us. They're one-issue voters. Yeah. They're one oh, issue voters. really? They yeah. Were? There was one point where my mom wow. got so mad because um, a lot of our priests nowadays, because Catholicism is dying in America, yeah. um, a lot of our priests came from, like, Ethiopia or, oh, like, um, wow. other African nations. I think one was from, like, Kenya. Mm. Um, and she was mad because she was like, they don't vote, but they're telling us to vote this way. And that's I'm like, so that's not them, Mom. That is the diocese. That's so odd. They would, um, they would tell you how to vote. Would they do mm-hmm. it in their sermons? Like, mm, I think at one point they did, but mainly it'd be like letters from the bishop being like, <gasps> oh, like this is a very crucial time. Oh, like, like as Catholics, we need to think about like the babies or something like that. <laughs> like it, it was wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a very it's a very interesting concept for me because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, you know, of course I can't generalize. I don't know if this is always how it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know in my synagogue, they absolutely will not talk politics at all. They will as, make. As it should be, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think. I used to wonder about that. Like, would I, would I rather they be a little more politically aligned with me and say mm-hmm. things in support of candidates I like? And I would think. No, because I wouldn't, you know, imagine if you were on the other side of that. Yeah. Then you feel alienated. Exactly. Yeah. So, has your mom kind of, does she still go to church every week? Um, she zooms in. Oh, Because <laughs> she still doesn't trust. Actually, uh, you know, I'm from Easton, so our parish is in Easton. Yeah. Um, there's actually a few people who died in our parish from COVID. But yes. Oh. But my mom finds it really kind of annoying that they continue with having in-person services, yeah. especially because they opened up when there was still peaks happening with uh, COVID. Yeah. And everyone in our church, no lie, at least the 4.30 p.m. Um, like service crowd was all old. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No. They're all very – they're at least – I, I don't want to call them out, but they're at least over 50 if <laughs> they're going to the 4.30 service. I don't think they're listening. You can call them out. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's tough. Mm-hmm. So, on that note of maybe being disillusioned, maybe you starting to disagree a little, do you remember a point in your growing up where you started to maybe question things a little bit? Hmm. I can't say. There were moments when I cre- uh, questioned, like, my faith. Yeah. And, like, how I believe in God. But there were moments where I started questioning the church as, like, an organization mm-hmm. and their views. One of them was definitely, I don't know if you remember this, but, like, I think when we were in middle school, there was a whole scandal involving the molestation of yeah. boys within yeah. the church. And that that was pretty, like, eye-opening, even though I was, like, middle school and I was like, oh. Uh, right. But you know, I was an altar server so I could like relate to some of these guys. Yeah. And it, it's just it's just creepy. No, mm-hmm. did that did that kind of turn you off of being an altar server at all? And I still altar served throughout high school because all the priests that I had come into contact like were very nice. Mm-hmm. Um it, it was a point of concern. Yeah. There and there was like sure. at one point I remember walking out of church and there was like a protester there being like, oh, like you need to pay for your actions oh, about the wow. priest. But my, but again, the priest at my parish were like so good. So I think at that point, his, um, the father, the pastor was named Father Keith. He's still there. Um, 
he took her and said, hey, would you like to, like, actually talk about this? Would wow. you like to have That's a really conversation? Powerful. And yeah. I, that, that also resonates with me. Yeah, I love that. Just the idea of, like, can we at least talk? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have to agree, but let's right. let's not let's stay talk. so divided. Yeah. Yes. Let's agree that this was super wrong. Of course. But then also just... But it's not representative yeah. of everything. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Do you have mm-hmm. any other, like, really positive memories like that with um, with different clergy people, different fathers? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember, so, back to altar serving, I was... I was a pretty experienced altar server, so I've altar served, like, confirmations, first Eucharist, a wedding, a funeral, um, and a confirmation. So there was this one confirmation, um, which is kind of like the last step of your CCD journey, um, that I was altar serving, and the bishop came, because he's supposed to come to everything. Right. and he brought his, like, his lackeys, his, like, groupies. I'm not going to lie. The bishop has groupies. But that was, a, that was an interesting experience. Really? And to circle back to um, positive experiences, it yeah. not, wasn't necessarily altar serving that confirmation. It was then having, like, older women come up to me and be like, um, like, I'm so proud that you're part of our parish that there's like a female altar server and that like you could altar serve this confirmation because i think part of the confirmation was also sponsored or something by like the women's association in lehigh valley i forget what it's called but that that meant a lot were you one of the first female altar servers no actually this is funny this is funny (laughs) I'm going to shout out someone. So, Yay. Nice. So I started in fourth grade, and then there was someone altar serving at the parish with me um, who was, like, like seventh or eighth grade. Um, she actually goes to Lafayette now as well. So we both ended up at Lafayette. Wow. Her name is – shout out to Madeline Scorcia. Nice. Um, we used to altar serve together, and, uh, and then, yeah. So there was – Previously female altar servers, but but not that many. Actually, no. I think it was a pretty even split. Oh, that's interesting. Because, but but it still meant a lot to those older women because maybe yes. when they were growing up, yes. it wasn't as much of a thing. That's exactly it. Because yeah. I don't think females could become altar servers until like the late nineteen hundreds or something wow. like that. Mm-hmm. What made you decide you wanted to be an altar? Did your mom kind of? Um, influence that or I I don't think she did <laughs> as far as I know she she didn't um I think if they just mentioned it in CCD after I had my first communion and like first reconciliation and um I was like well I go to church every week anyways might and well. I'm I'm bored in the pew so I'm not doing anything I might as well get trained and become yeah. an altar server mm-hmm. I love that did so did the church, um, or your experience as an altar server, your experience with, you know, with clergy that were mm-hmm. positive, negative, anywhere in between, did that kind of change your beliefs at all, do you think? Or those oh. were always kind of constant? Hmm. I don't think they did. I think, that if anything, it's been a positive thing. Yeah. Like, although, oh, change can be positive, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Although it, it is odd, because one day I was walking downtown, uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> I was just walking to one of my favorite shops downtown, and then a car pulls up next to me. Turns out it's Father Keith, 
<laughs> no way. <laughs> so it's like, it's made me feel, if anything, more connected to Eastern community as well. Yeah. And Father Keith's like, when are you coming back to church? And I'm like, oh, like, sometimes. It's COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Maybe Christmas. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's so that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. It's so hard with school and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you just I have been to like one service at, at Colton last Oh, semester. how was it? It wasn't bad. It was the first service back after Colton wasn't doing services. Yeah. And it was Palm Sunday. And it wasn't bad. It was just ooh, it gets me every single time. <laughs> like the lack of diversity. <laughs> Yeah. I went, I went with my friend Madison. Um Pompey. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. But we went together and I think we were the only minorities there. Oh. And of course all the Newman Catholics were there, all the yeah. other organizations were there, and we were just like, hey, hello. That's mm, do you think the Catholic Church could be doing more to be like more inclusive, inclusive? more diverse, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I come from a parish. That is very inclusive, oh, but also very split. Oh, so Easton has a very large population of Hispanics, mm-hmm. um, Hispanic people, and they would usually have their own things separate from, like, <laughs> like the white people. Yeah, <laughs> I don't say that. But like that's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they were always, because we would have Spanish Mass and then English Mass. Oh, interesting. So then, I guess... Did you go to Spanish Mass? No. Okay. No. Um, but I guess it's just, it's interesting to see how different ethnic groups would celebrate the same service. Definitely, yeah. Um, do you have any particular memories around specific services? Maybe, like, holidays? Um... I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Yeah. Holidays, um, like when you're a Catholic, like um, many of the holidays are kind of just like, like the service is the same, right? Except for maybe like an additional part. So, for example, for Easter, yeah. they would have like an additional monologue where we're like, hang him, not hang him, but like crucify him. <laughs> like it's literally like, oh wow, interact it out. Exactly. This wow. Is and then we go crucify him. <laughs> crucify him. But, That's so funny. But like it's only a slight change in in mass. Yeah. And then like Christmas is pretty much the same mass. Except maybe wow. there's there's like a kid component to it or or maybe there's like an I don't know. May, a lot of the a lot of the holidays are represented the same in mass. Interesting. So. Yeah. Well but so on that note do you have any, like, cool family traditions around, like, Christmas, Easter, mm. anything else? Does it have to be, like, related to religion? No. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Mm. Okay, so what... Oh, I'm trying to think. So, especially around Christmas, we would always go to our parish's, like, Christmas kids-like oh, mass. That's so cute. So, the whole point of it... Oh, you know what they used to do? Here's what they used to do. We would go to a 4.30 mass on Christmas Eve that talked about, um, it was the nativity mass. So it, like, reenacts, like, like, Joseph and Mary, like, headed towards Bethlehem. And then there'd be, like, a little baby representing baby Jesus. Aww. 
and it was all acted by kids, which now looking back on it, that was kind of weird. A little bit. <laughs> but it's okay. I was yeah. an angel in one of them. Oh, that's um, so fun. But it was, we, we'd always do that. And then after that, we would have Christmas Eve dinner, which, believe it or not, was not, with, we didn't do the Italian tradition of fishes because yeah. my mom was vegetarian. So oh, instead nice. we did lasagna. <laughs> oh, so that, sounds like better. that sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then after lasagna, then we'd have the whole Christmas morning because we wouldn't do morning mass. Right. Mm-hmm. Was that was that was that fun? You get presents. You see family. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. On Easter to mass, mm-hmm. and then come back, and then have lunch, and then maybe do some egg hunts of our own. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Well, did you ever speaking of Easter and everything around there? Did you do like Ash Wednesday? Did you give things oh, up for Lent? Right, right. I forgot there was that part of it. <laughs> it was terrible. We're actually now that Ash Wednesday is over, we're entering into Lent. So I'm supposed to give something up. Um, uh, going back to my mom though, she doesn't like that idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I've heard. Um, I've heard from you know other Catholic friends mm-hmm. that you can also add something, like do yes, nice yes. things. That's what my mom does. She says, instead yeah. of giving something up, I'm going to do have like one nice act every day. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, what do you think about that? Or do you think you might give something up? Or I don't know what I'd give up. Yeah. I feel like it's meant to be something that would benefit you in the long run, but it's not like I have, I have like a smoking vice or like anything else. Yeah. So, right. I'd have to think about it. And it, it, it's silly because when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I'm going to give up chocolate. And it's like, oh, well, no. Couldn't do that now. <laughs> yeah. like, couldn't pay me enough. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, well, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you, Going back to your beliefs, though, you know, you were saying a little earlier that your belief in God has never been shaken. But what do you think about God, about these kind of bigger existential questions? Right. That's a great question. <laughs> um, I don't exactly know. I should think about this more. No, not necessarily. Um, but to me, God has always just been there yeah. to support me. Like, I used to, up until, like, 12th grade, until I started really slacking as a Catholic. Oops. <laughs> I used to say, like, a prayer every night. Yeah. Because it's just... It's comforting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, and like, do you, you know, you'd say a prayer before a test, or yeah. like whenever you're anxious, I think. Do you pray now, like, when, when you're anxious? Um, no. No. Not really. Do you, I, think, do you think COVID or going to college kind of changed your beliefs at all? I think I knew coming into college that I wasn't going to be as Catholic as when I started college, because yeah. I had no plans on joining, like, any of the Catholic associations. Uh, organizations on campus. Like, I didn't want that. Yeah. Um, Is there a reason you weren't into that, or? Mainly because I'm scared. That's fair. Uh, I hope they don't... No, I like to listen to this. I well, know. I can cut it if you want. Oh, no. It's okay. Um, it's more like I'm scared because, again, with when you're talking about the church, there's a lot of, like, negative feelings there yeah. from other people and also within the church because it's like, Usually when you're talking about the Catholic Church, you're talking, you're thinking like Republican, you're thinking like mm-hmm. pro-life again, you're thinking um, like what other things does the church do nowadays? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, but you're not thinking like, oh, Pope Francis, like, oh, gays are, gays are good. You're not thinking yeah. that. You're thinking like, oh, they're, they're Sinful. not. Sinful. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's probably one of the main reasons why I didn't want to join a Catholic organization, because then I didn't want people being like, oh, she's a new man, like, oh, she's, you she's, the stigma. Yeah, the stigma. Yeah, and I, I, maybe, did you have any feelings of, like, if I join, like, if I criticize the church, that won't be welcome? Mm, maybe. I think that falls in line with, like, oh, if, if we were to ever talk about, I don't know. And also the fact that I'm not that religious. Yeah. So it's, like. You didn't feel like there was a middle I'm ground. Not gonna, yeah, I'm, I, it's either, like, I feel like it's either Bible study club or, like, you're an atheist. Well, it's like, I actually, I talked about this. Um, with a with a friend who's big into um, Protestantism, right? right? And she was saying we should start a progressive Christians club. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I feel like you would get people for that. Progressive Christians club, interesting. Yeah, I think that could be cool. So what is what does that entail? Like, what well, just that? like Christians who are like politically liberal mm-hmm. and want to maybe challenge things more than they've been allowed to before. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really interesting. Do you, circling back to beliefs, do you ever like ponder these kind of big questions? Like, do you ever think about an afterlife, things like that? Oh, oh, this is where I, okay, <laughs> this is where I disagree with the church. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is where I'm a little quirky. <laughs> Go for Just it. Just a little quirky. I love it. So, I think it's hard because I'm adopted and... My religious beliefs so far have been all Catholic. Right, right. right. But at the same time, um, I feel like there's a certain part of me because I am uh, like racially Asian, mm-hmm. um, racially Chinese, um, that I feel like there isn't necessarily an afterlife mm-hmm. because I don't know. I hope there's not an afterlife. Why not? Because I feel like it'd be boring. But I also don't <laughs> hope, <laughs> I also don't hope that there's nothing. So what I mm. hope is what happens is I hope people are reincarnated. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you know what you'd want to be reincarnated as? Um, I, in my in my spiritual beliefs, mm. I believe that people cannot be reincarnated as animals because that's just weird. That is me. really <laughs> that's weird. weird. Yeah. So, I and. I believe a little bit in karma, but I don't necessarily think that it, it determines how you're reincarnated. Right. Um, Maybe just on a smaller scale. Um, yeah. yeah. Less weight on that. Right. Um, uh, what would I want to be reincarnated as? Um, you don't have to know. I don't, I don't know. Just a human? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's like a blank slate. Like You won't right. remember anything from your past life. Yeah. But, and then there's like this yeah. whole like spiritual thing about like people being old souls versus new souls. Right. And I like that idea. Do you feel like, like you're an old soul or I feel like I'm a medium soul. Oh, I like I'm, like maybe you've had one or two no, lives. Here's what I am. I'm yeah. a middle age life crisis soul. <laughs> I like that. So, that's so I have a lot of wisdom because I've lived I'm a I'm a soul that's been been around for a while. But at the same time, um I don't want to live like I'm old. Yeah. I don't want to go out and see things still. You want to be young. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, though. You mentioned your racial identity. Has that 
you know, of course, other than seeing the lack of diversity in the church, which, mm-hmm. which is so disheartening, has that, have your identities ever kind of come into play in interesting ways or kind of conflicted at all? Oh, they've definitely conflicted. <laughs> My freshman year uh, at Lafayette, I took a theater and diversity course. Oh, And that was cool. very confusing when we got to the diversity part. Really? Mm-hmm. Because we would read this story. I don't know if you know the story where this person in the NBA, um, like, not a player, but I guess someone in the NBA. Like was a coach like, or something. Like maybe a coach or an yeah. administration or something. Uh, she said, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm black, but she's, she's white. But she, but it's, oh, it's like. Oh, Kendall's all. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so weird. That, it's weird, but it made me really emotional because we would talk about it in class and they were like, no, she can't be. She can't be black because she doesn't know the struggles. But I was like, I don't. Maybe it's it's different because I kind of feel the opposite. Like if yeah. I'm not, there was a point when I was like little, uh, or even into high school, where like if I wasn't looking in the mirror, I would like envision myself as as white. Wow. To be honest. Because um, of your family or, or people you were around or. Um, mainly because, like, my family, and just because, like, I'm ethnically Italian. I see myself as ethnically Italian, but racially Chinese. Yeah, and so it's, interesting. It's weird, and I think, uh, one message out there, if you take anything out of this, yeah. is I think that interracial adoption is, is harder than people realize. Yeah, mm-hmm. it seems, it seems like it. Yes. Yeah. Even, like, among... Even adopting from Asia, even though Asians in general are seen as like the model minority, as we're called, because there's cool. not really bad stereotypes, especially about Chinese. But it's it's um, upsetting to have any stereotypes. That, that's true. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's impossible to avoid stereotypes, because even like yeah. white people <laughs> have sure. stereotypes. It's just how we, I don't categorize It's like a human thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so how do you feel about your Italian side? Are there, like, Italian traditions you really love? Italian traditions? Oh, my gosh. I've been trying to make the Christmas seven fishes thing uh, a thing for a long while because I love fish. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. It's all right. But other Italian traditions, I'm sure there's some. I just, like, my grandma, um, she's half Italian and uh, half, like, so probably, um, like, Shaq or, or um, uh, Hungry. <laughs> Lisa, Hungry. Um, That's what we are, essentially. I've had my identity crisis when I found that out. So I was like, I'm going to stand out. I'm not sure. But some, some traditions, I don't know if they're Italian or if they're Hungarian. Mm. Or or Central European. It's gotta be a cool blend, though. It's an interesting blend. Yeah. Um, because my grandma, especially around New Year's Day, would always have like these weird traditions, like, oh, this might be Italian. On like New Year's Day, you wear red underwear. Would anyone know? What? No. Well, you wear red underwear, and apparently it's supposed to give you like good luck and money. Oh no, uh-huh. good luck. Just good luck, I think, for the next year. Oh, that's fun. And then also there's another one where, like, New Year's Day, you wash your hands in money, and then you'll be profitable for that year. 
there's like a bunch of weird it's a bunch of weird traditions in my family that I don't know which side they come from, but... But do you think you would keep them going since you feel connected to being Italian? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, like that. now for Christmas, everyone in my family gets red underwear. Wow. <laughs> That's kind of perfect. Yeah, you're like, well, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but so going off of what you'll continue doing, you know, mm-hmm. going forward, are there things you picked up, you know, we were talking about karma yes. and kind of things from other traditions mm-hmm. um are there things from other religious traditions or just spirituality in general it doesn't have to be religious that mm-hmm. you've picked up recently picked up recently um not per se um recently but i think i gotta talk to you about this because president miss president of Hallel over here <laughs> no um i've been a lot of my Mom's friends from college, ironically, she also went to Lafayette, and she also found um, a lot of friends in the Jewish community. So funny. So a lot of her friends from college, I've been to their their sons or daughters, like bar or bat mitzvahs. Yeah. Um, and I like that tradition. I like having yeah. that. Like, there is something in the Hispanic Catholic world where it's like quinceanera. Right. Um, or did you feel that way when you, were you confirmed? Yeah, but it, there's not, like, a huge celebration about yeah. that. Yeah, do you kind of wish there was more of a to-do there? Yeah, I wish there was, oh. like, like oh, confirmed, you got a new, new man. I'm going to give you a confirmation. A confirmation party? <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's, it's like, great. what, that was eighth grade, so I think it's, like, six years too late. But it's it's okay. My brother-in-law was part of it, so when he was 18. Oh, love <laughs> that. Do it any time. Um, mm. I love that. That's really cool, though. Do you... Do you have any spiritual beliefs, though, that aren't religious? Do you ever feel, like, connected to spirituality? Like, maybe in nature or something else? This is funny. You know about this. So, um, every Monday, we we have a guest in our court um, named Um, Zubair Ali. Past past interview guest Zubair Ali. Yes, past interview guest Zubair. Um, We love him. And we always do tarot. And, like, tarot is not something I would have like, read into much, but I don't know. There's something about it now that just seems like, oh, the universe is pointing you in a direction. And the ancestor cards. Oh, my gosh. Don't talk about Lisa. (laughs) Lisa knows about this, but I'll tell this story quickly. (laughs) Basically, there was an ancestor tarot card deck that Zubair brought, and he laid it all out. It was actually really interesting, and this is why it made me believe in tarot a little bit more, because, like, the father card came up. And, like, oh, it yeah. literally told me through the tarot cards, like, oh, you are missing a father. And I'm like, yeah, I am yeah. missing a father. Good um, note. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that was besides the point. But there was this one card called, it was, like, the Holy One. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and it, the Holy One was very mad at me <laughs> because Aww. I hadn't been speaking to it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Holy One. But <laughs> I kind of make fun of it. I kind of joke about it. But, like, I do believe that. Some of my ancestors are probably not the most proud of me right now. And it is something I want to work on, like spiritually kind of reconnecting with the past. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and feeling connected to a higher power, too. A higher power, yes. Yeah. I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, that's so cool. That's really cool to hear. You know, you're you're growing, you're working on it, you're figuring it out. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, Anna, thank you so much um, for chatting. Uh, This has been such a really... (laughs) cool vulnerable open conversation yes. i've really enjoyed it um do you have any other closing thoughts you want to you want to tell everybody 
I no, I don't think so. I think I think we're good. Awesome. I think. Oh wait, here's a closing thought. Yeah, we touch upon this a lot, but I think it is possible to have beliefs, especially if they're Catholic, and also be part of the LGBTQIA community. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, QIA plus. Ah, shoot. Whatever. I'm fake. No, I'm fake. No. no. Okay. <laughs> but I think there's been a lot of struggle with that, both with me and I, I have friends that like I've heard from. I don't know. Have you, has that been hard? Has it been like an inner conflict for you? I don't know. Because I'm not out to my parish, <laughs> per yeah. se. Like, I'm not like going around being like, Father like Keith, I'm some gay. <laughs> you know? Or not gay, but I'm, I'm by Father Keith. <laughs> but like, I, you know, I think this concept of coming out is outdated anyway. That's true. I feel like you shouldn't have to like announce. That's Who true. You are. And I usually, I don't, you know. like, straight people, people don't just, come out. Exactly. Yeah. Just I just say, like, dumb. one day, like, oh, that girl is cute. Yeah. And then people just assume that. And I'm like, right. oh, sure, yeah, Yeah, assume mm-hmm. what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but did you ever worry about it with, like, your mom, your grandma, or anyone? Oh, I remember in freshman year, um, I said to my mom, I said, mom, I asked out a girl today. <laughs> Wow. Yes. What did she say? And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that awesome. was, that was, the res- that was just, that was the way I came out. Basically. Yeah. But you, mm-hmm. so your mom was always really cool and accepting. Oh yeah. That's she's, so great. She's so liberal. <laughs> love. That's what I figured. But like love. Mm-hmm. But, but kind of on a bigger scale, you know, the Catholic church in general, if you kind of struggle with their positions on LGBT stuff, LGBTQIA plus. I haven't met much opposition. I'm, I'm grateful for that. Like, it seems, I don't want to say that opposition is behind us, yeah. but if we think about, like, Pope Francis saying that... Progress. Yeah, there's, there's definitely progress, and I think that progress has kind of made it easier for me, as someone who's part of the queer community, to not feel ostracized by my religion. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Anna, thank you so much. This yes. has been great. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Awesome. And thanks for listening. Thank you.